Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Christ. And I know what you're thinking. Why are you getting a new episode on Saturday morning? Because we never do episodes on Saturday morning. Well, we're at a special event, and I'm joined by two really awesome people. Um, So this is Coffee and Christ and the new UCOM podcast. It's also going to be recorded on pretty regularly. Soon, TM. So the voice that you hear, that's Michael Lilly. He's one of our deacons. I think I've talked about him on the podcast a few times. Uh, hopefully. And uh, yeah, good things. Okay. Good things. Yeah, that's good. And then also Neil Hyde. Um, I can't say enough good things about Neil. I don't know if I've got to talk to him a whole lot, but he came to us from, where are we at in Kentucky? Hopkinsville. Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Hopkinsville, Kentucky. <clears throat> and Neil is, is awesome. He is our outreach minister. And him and Michael together tackle UCOM. Tell us a little, before we even get started into why we're recording tonight. Tell us about UConn. Well, Neil, do you want to tell them about UConn? You do more of the work than I do. Like I said earlier, I'm I'm more of the thought leader. You and, uh, well, and Neil put, does a lot of the work. We'll tag team on this. UConn is an acronym for Upper Cumberland Outreach Ministry, and the idea here is we have several congregations who are struggling to put a preacher in the pulpit on Sunday mornings, have someone to teach class, maybe even song leaders. And our charge is to try to find men who are willing to do these types of things, not necessarily every Sunday, but on occasion, and pair them up with those congregations that are needing someone so that they're not under the stress of trying to find someone uh, every Sunday. This is uh, it's beginning to grow. We have at least three congregations that are working with us on a monthly basis now. There are others that, that call us as needed. We have about uh, nine or ten men who are willing to go and uh, either lead singing or present lessons and so forth. So it's in it's its infancy, but as we're going along, we're wanting to create some opportunities for training for young men or older men who may want to learn a little bit more about delivering a lesson. And uh, we, we hope for this to continue to grow and it be an opportunity to help these congregations get back uh, to growing and uh, work with them on long-term solutions, not just the quick fix of sending somebody out, but a long-term solution. What are the plans? How are we going to to turn this around so that you are raising, uh, you're you're creating situations where you've got men and capable folks to take on the future of these congregations? That's that's really the key uh, is, you know, we're there kind of as a a temporary stopgap uh, until they are able to nurture themselves, nurture themselves with with our help, of course, um, so that they can stand on their own two feet again. You know, uh, a lot of us <clears throat> in the area, uh, a lot of us in the church can trace our roots back to a small country congregation. And many of them over the years have uh, developed a lot of you know, solid gospel preachers that have gone on to do great things, and uh, people have moved out of those communities as as, pe- as families have grown up. Kids have moved off to college and gone into the the big wide world, uh, and it's kind of left those congregations in some places in a hard place. Uh, so we're there to we're 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 trying to step in to help uh, bridge the gap until they are able to, uh, of course, like Neil said. You know, continue to grow, find a path forward for a long-term solution. Uh, we're we're not looking to take over any congregations or make satellite sites for Double Springs or anything like that. 
uh, you know, this is something that's very near and dear to us as we are from some of those small country congregations, and uh, they they were a great service and encouragement in our lives as Christians, and, and we want to uh, edify them and give them some encouragement back. And just for, for feedback, because believe it or not, we have a lot of <coughs> listeners that aren't in the Upper Cumberland. And so just to give a little backstory of this, um, Cookville, the church is, is huge, very prevalent, and um, there are so many congregations that, that don't, this they were just talking about, that don't have a lot of people that used to be vibrant and growing and all these things, Standing and as, as Michael only. said, move away. Nothing, nothing that they did may, maybe was incorrect, but just people grow up, people move away, and Demographics change. Right. Yeah. And so that, and I, I will say... Looking at this from a standpoint of it's it's all new to us, and being somebody I'm not as involved as as some people are, um, but being as someone who's got to go out and speak at one of these congregations, it's needed. It, it it is needed, and let me be the first to say these guys are doing a great job. I mean, incredible work, and and I hope that our my faithful Coffee in Christ listeners will give them a chance listen to their podcast because you know. The, what we talk about is going to be a lot different. And so you'll be able to, to hear that. But again, the, we're from the Devil Springs Church of Christ. Uh, and I know a lot of my listeners know that. But And that's an outreach ministry of us. And just like Michael said, and Neil too, you know, we're not trying to make small satellite campuses of Double Springs anyway. We're not trying to come in and take over anybody. We just want to help. You know, we want to help grow the church, you know, if they have that mindset. So that's why... We get the special episode tonight. I know you all are on the edge of your seat to listen to this episode, and I am grateful for that. So Tell we're about at oh, go ahead. Our Sorry. website and so forth, so they can so, know where to look us up. Sure. So we do have we have a website, ucoutreach.com. Uh, if you want to find us there, you can learn more about who we are, kind of what we're about, what we're looking to do. You can contact us there. Uh, there's a form you can fill out if you are interested in helping or uh, by chance if you are in the Upper Cumberland area and you're one of those congregations that might need some help you can also contact us there uh, we also are we've got a we've got YouTube podcast Facebook all that stuff set up but we're like Neil said it's kind of in its infancy we're getting things off the ground uh, getting things set up and, and ready to start uh, you know, producing some of our own content, some of our own trainings, offerings, and things like that. Um, but you can look us up on any social media platform, minus, I guess, TikTok, Instagram. But. <laughs> well, I will say anybody that is in the area, in the Upper Cumberland, um, you don't have to worship at Double Springs <clears throat> to contribute to this. I oh, mean, absolutely if you, not. If you are comfortable helping and, <clears throat> and putting your labor here and, and working with the UConn ministry, do it. It's, we very, have, it's awesome, and we they, have, they're uh, doing great things. We have several guys that aren't associated with Double Springs in any way that are associated with UConn because they're passionate about this work, and we appreciate those guys too. So um, while we're here tonight, uh, we are actually, of course, Michael and Neil have been here longer than me. I just got here, actually. <laughs> um, but Quite literally. <laughs> they are. Um, we are in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, at a, a conference, I guess you would call it, called Polishing the Pulpit. Now, this is... Something that has been in the church for years, and it is huge. I mean, Polishing the Pulpit, PTP is what we're going to call it from now on. <laughs> so I don't keep saying Polishing the Pulpit, but uh, PTP has been around for a long time. And uh, this is actually, I've been in the church my whole life, and this is the first time I've ever been. 
So unfortunately, I will not be here for a week like these two guys get to be um, because of my secular work. But I'll be here till tomorrow night. So we'll see what we can get into. So tell us a little bit about. I'm biased. I mean, I'm just like the listeners. I, I don't know what PTP is about per se. And so, what are your thoughts on it? You guys tell us about it. Neil, you got any thoughts on PTP so far? Well, I've been in uh, education for 27 years, so I've attended a lot of different conferences. And one thing that you find with a conference, and it doesn't matter if it's it's for school or if it's for, um, I used to go to them for, a, I worked for a bank for a while, or, or here with PTP, there are, there are sessions that, that really pique your interest and you really want to go to and you get a lot out of. There are those that maybe you're not interested in, but somebody else is, so it's, it's for them. I think it's neat that there are multiple tracks. There are tracks for teens. There are tracks for preachers. There are tracks for ladies. There are tracks, <clears throat> excuse me, for elders and deacons. So there's something for everyone. You just got to understand that, that some, not everything is going to appeal to you, and that's why there's a huge schedule. You need to pick the things out that, that interest you, or maybe, you know, pick something that uh, you just want to find out about. It may be something that you get a nugget out of, or it may be something, hey, I knew, it, I knew most of that, but it's okay. You, you won't know until you try it. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I, I, I would just echo <clears throat> a lot of that, that, uh, you know, it's, there's not going to be something at every single time block that's, that may not necessarily, there may not necessarily be something in every single time block that will pique your interest, but... If you just go to a session, any given session, there is a good chance that you're going to get something valuable to take back with you, even if it's something that's outside of your wheelhouse, if it's something that you're not necessarily interested in, it's not something that you came with an express purpose of, I'm going to follow this track. Even if you just pop in for one session of of a certain track, there is something more likely than not that's going to be said in that track that that you can take back with you and apply to yourself Um, but that being said like Neil said there is a huge offering huge chance for spiritual growth there's been I'll just be be pretty blunt here I have been in a a fog or a slump for a while especially in my preaching Um, and I felt that uh, our wives are our best critics when it comes to preaching. Neil can attest for that. Uh, Lexi has seen that in my preaching, but last Sunday, just getting excited for polishing the pulpit, being excited to glorify God through the preaching of His Word again is something that uh, has really excited me, and polishing the pulpit has has just really reinforced that for me. Uh, so far this week, and so I've 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 got nothing but but praise and great things to say for the conference here. Again, it's it's my first year, it's Neil's first year, it's Dylan's first time being here, and uh, I I think we'll we'll definitely be coming back uh, next year given the opportunity. Be so. back and come for more than eighteen hours next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and I will. And again, I'm I, I don't know as much what I'm talking about as these guys regarding PTP, but you know, I came in caught very quickly. Um, uh, a lesson tonight by Kyle Butt and you know for some people that were in there just like what they were saying you're not everyone's not going to get something from everything 
you know, I needed to hear that lesson. And, I, you know, we won't go into a lot of detail about it. But, I mean, I, I really enjoyed that. I needed to hear it. And um, there may have been some people in there that maybe it wasn't their favorite, you know. Because it just every session is going to have stuff to pique everybody's interest. And, you know, and you have to realize that going into a conference like this. And everything is not for you. You know, they're going to be, and that's why, like what Neil said, that's, that's why there's so many different things you can look at. So, you know, we come from minister backgrounds, obviously. And um, so we have goals. We have, you know, admirations for our congregation and our personal ministry and what we can do. So, you know, what were your goals, per se, coming into this week? What did you expect? What did you want to, to see happen because of this? What are some goals that you have? Well, for me personally, with working with UConn, I wanted ideas <clears throat> of how to, to help congregations that were struggling, to find new ways to help get them uh, energized and going again. I wanted to, to find ways to improve my preaching. Uh, I think I'm a firm believer and we should always be striving to do better at our worship, whether it be in our personal lives, whether it be in our singing, our prayers, whatever it is. I agree with that. We should always be striving to do better. When we know more, uh, one of my principals always said it this way, when you when you know better, you do better. Well, when we understand more and we have a better understanding of what we can do and should do and how to do, then we need to put that into practice and, and make things better. And the whole idea of my coming here was, you know, if, if we're polishing the pulpit, I, I want to be able to be more polished, not as some great orator but someone who can deliver a message in such a way that it the god's word has its power simply through me me putting a lesson together but it's the word that has the power and learning how to better craft my sermons so that they fit the needs of the audience that you to whom you may be speaking and i gotta say my intention coming to polish in the pulpit and to understand where I'm coming from back several months ago a lot of the schedule for polishing the pulpit was already put together and when I saw that our good brother Dan Winkler was was doing y'all buckle up Dan Winkler time (laughs) okay listen this man he is, I mean, he's a rock star amongst You know preachers, he listens right? to the podcast, right? I'm, I'm I hope kidding. he does. I'm just kidding. Maybe he does. I don't know, but... Give me your autograph. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when I saw that, that uh, Dan was doing a series of, of workshops on sermon prep, my eyes lit up with stars. If <laughs> I could just... If I could just learn to prepare sermons the way Dan Winkler prepares sermons, imagine how much more glory would come to the to the church for God through me if I'm able to preach in that way, improve my preaching. Uh, that was what really prompted me to want to come to Posh in the Pulpit uh, in the first place. That being said, again, echoing just kind of what Neil said, and being involved with with UCOM, uh, there's a lot of sessions that, that we've kind of got on our schedules about evangelism, about church growth, not just personal spiritual growth, 
not just you know polishing our own pulpits, but um, just trying to help a church or the church, the body, universal grow in any way that we can. Uh, that was another thing that, that really has been at the forefront of my mind this week. One of my main goals is is to take some things back, not just to Double Springs, not just to the the pulpits that I stand in on Sundays, but to the churches and the congregations that we work with uh, through UCOM and and helping them, uh, you know, adopt some of these concepts and, and hopefully grow into the future. That thought was brought to you by the were brought to you from the president of the Dan Winkler Foundation fan club. And so <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but you know, one thing too that fascinates me, and again, of course, I guess the only thing I can even compare this to is CYC. Because I've never been to another, and it's completely different. I don't even know why I'm comparing it to it. But that's, in my mind, that's all I can think about. Um, And, you know, there you have a set schedule of, hey, you're going to go to this one at this time. And and that's what fascinates me. I just pulled, I mean, 30 minutes ago, pulled up the schedule. And I was like, how are you supposed to pick what you want to do? Yeah, it's it's And then how are you supposed to get there? I have no sense of direction. (laughs) So, I mean, you're just like, uh, Mm, wow. How do I even just pick which one I'm interested in? So... Um, obviously, the two-part question here, and it's different for you, Michael, than it is for Neil. So mm-hmm. I want you to think about, Neil, you know, favorite sessions, favorite speakers. I want you to think about your favorite session and why Dan Winkler is your favorite <laughs> speaker. Okay, Michael, so you said all that yeah. for a minute. But what do you think, Neil? What's, your, what's been your favorites? And maybe let's even go as far as maybe one that you didn't particularly like and then tell me your favorites and then your speakers that you like. You don't have to pick one, but just give us an overview of that. Well, I have to admit, Dan Winkler did not disappoint. We, we, we were. Uh, how many pages of notes did I take with him? I mean, this has been a paid endorsement. For I've, I've probably got like ten or fifteen pages but of notes. You think about that's what we came for, and thinking about working with people who are not preachers who are willing to preach. Some now you have this information from a seasoned preacher. Here's how to put a lesson together. I can pass this on to them. So I did enjoy that. That was um, Hiram Kemp. Man, you talk about a firecracker. The guy, I mean, when he started, it was, it was like a roller coaster. You better hang on because he was, he was going through it. Somebody stole a little bit of his time, so he had to get through his lesson really quick. But it was just um, one of those lessons like, don't give up. If you've got a church and you think they're dying, don't give up. Here's what you do. And he went straight to Scripture where Paul's talking to Timothy. And I encourage you to, to read First uh, and Second Timothy where Paul's talking to this young preacher in Ephesus. And he says, okay, here's what you need to do. Don't forget to do this. You need to look at this. Teach others to do this. Do this. And he's talking to a young man who, who is uh, working with the, with the congregation that uh, is still has some growing pains. You know, they're, they're being told you need to watch out for things. And um, I think we can look at those points that he made and apply them to any church, especially one that, that it is maybe stagnant or feels like, hey, we're, we're headed the wrong direction, we're going the other way. We need to re- relook at uh, some of the things we're doing and just you know, refocus. Have we lost our focus? Um, are we praying? And what are we praying for? Are we praying for the right things? Are we praying for growth? 
are we actually praying that we will be given opportunities to help grow the church? There's a lot in how you pray and what you're willing to do. You know, when Jesus told his disciples that the, the, the harvest is white, but the laborers are few, he didn't tell them you call for replacements. He said you call in re reinforcements. You call for additional labors. And that's what we need to be praying for in all our churches. Not only opportunities to serve, but send, send people our way who are willing to work, work with us so we can all work side by side. So I think probably uh, Hiram Kemp was probably one of my, my favorite speakers just because uh, I had heard him before and I knew, buddy, when, when he delivers a message, you better have your pen ready and you better be on fast forward because he is really going to go into the scriptures and he's going he's gonna to deliver a message that you can take it back and use. And it certainly was one. I think you kind of liked that one too, didn't you, Michael? Yeah, that one was more than just a, a nugget. Oh. It was, uh, <laughs> we went in there because the title is appealing, right? On the for, for what we're interested in, our mutual interest through UCOM, what to do when you think your congregation is dying. That's what a lot of these churches that we're working with are feeling. That is the reality for a yeah. lot of these churches in their minds. And when we got in there, we're like, okay, let's let's just you know keep our minds open this might not be exactly what we expect but man that was a killer lesson it was and and like neil said he was he had a little bit of his time taken away from him and i was trying to take notes and i kind of i guess uh impressed neil a little bit with my speed typing because well, awesome. neil's 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 got about a page of notes and he hit you know a lot of the high points in his notes i've got Three pages of detailed typed. notes typed as he was going, and uh, man, there's a speed demon. But That's awesome, yeah, I've seen it a few times. I'm like, see these sausage fingers I got? But it that, ain't happening. That one it ain't happening. That one definitely stood out. Uh, of course, I, I won't. I, I, I could spend all day talking about Dan Winkler and just how how great we he is. We know you can, but, Michael. But I gotta say, Dan I went, Winkler, he loves you. We he loves. Please me. listen. We went to a session today right before. Uh, Brother Hiram's lesson, um, and it 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 kind of stuck out to me a little bit too. Uh, Brother Jason Ridgeway from West Connaught Church of Christ in uh, in Florida. He he works with the Florida School of Preaching. Uh, he did a, a, a smaller session, uh, and it was titled Preacher Therapy, and kind of the gist of it was uh, essentially. If you look at the life of Jesus as as he was on the earth, as he was carrying out his ministry and preaching and doing all these things, they the the religious groups of the time, they idolized him. In reality, you know, we've heard this in a couple of other sessions that if if Jesus would have chosen to be or to, to sign up to join the Pharisees or the Sadducees or any of the other religious groups of the time he probably wouldn't have had to go to the cross. They wouldn't have wanted to crucify him because well, they, we've, we've got this amazing rabbi on our side. So we're going to do everything we can to protect him. But that's not what happened. They, they idolized him at first for his great and wonderful teachings. But then when he started to, to challenge their thoughts and turn their sense of understanding upside down, well, then they started to criticize him. 
at every turn, of course, we see him. How many? How often is he clashing with the Pharisees? And they're doing everything they can to discredit him, to get people to stop listening to him, to stop following him. But it doesn't work. And then in, in the end, they crucify him. And just stepping through how Jesus reacted through those three phases of his ministry and applying them to the phases of, of a, a preacher's ministry. You know, you, and it's from the sense of you come to a new congregation as a preacher you're ready to start this work and you get there and oh man we've got this great new preacher and everything's looking so good at our church now and we're so excited he's here he's doing such a great job of, of getting to know everybody and and his sermons are really revitalizing the crowds and then several months go by maybe more maybe less and then you start to hear whispering yeah that sermon was a little bit long Mm-hmm. People start criticizing you. Well, I called him at 6 o'clock this morning, and, and he wasn't in the office yet. <laughs> and then I called him at 6 o'clock in the evening, and he was already home with his family eating dinner. What's, what's wrong with this man? I called him at 11 o'clock p.m., and he didn't answer. <laughs> Somebody dying? I don't know. I don't know. And then in the end, it just goes, goes on and on that way long enough, and they're ready to move on. You get kind of shown the door one way or another whether you decide to go out it yourself whether you see the writing on the wall whether the church says okay it's time for you to go whether they give you time to leave whether they just give you the boot but they idolize you they criticize you and then they crucify you and it was just applying Jesus's reaction Jesus's temperament to our own situations uh, when those those types of things arise, I think that's something that, um, you know, maybe not so much for somebody like Neil, who's been in ministry for a while, but something very good for for a young preacher, I think, to kind of prepare themselves. There were several of of the Memphis School of Preaching guys in there, the the students and everything that I think it was several of them. It, yeah. was, it was it was something that I think is is good to and they were, to to let them know and prepare them for for the reality of what ministry is actually going to be like and i'll so. tell you guys because i've mentioned on my podcast too but essentially that's why i'm back in the secular world <laughs> you know i love ministry love it you know miss full-time ministry but i don't want to move away now i told you all that before i don't want to leave because well, i love it there that was why and i love my job i do now it is stressful but i love it and you know that's why I went back to the secular world, not because I love heating and air so much that I want to deal with it every day. I do like it, but I miss full time ministry. But that's why, and a lot of people don't realize that, and that's what what this a part of this conference is about. Is yeah, we're here to listen to people preach. We're here to, but we're also here to minister to the ministers. Exactly, which a lot of them don't get that. And there's there's something else too that that is a big offering that me and Neil haven't been a part of, but there is scheduled one-on-one counseling sessions that you can book mm-hmm. with a, a licensed professional counselor um, for for preachers, for preachers' wives, for any member of the church, elders, deacons, whoever you may be. They they have offices set off to the side that are specifically for for scheduled counseling sessions that's that's a big part of of what polishing the pulpit is that's awesome i love that i had no clue that was even a thing yeah 
So, well, to kind of wrap all this up, what are you bringing home? You know, what from what you're so far, I mean, we still, y'all still have four days. We still have a whole track of church growth that hasn't even started yet. So, yeah. so far, you know, on Friday night, what do you want to bring home? You know, what is your goal? What, what do you want to bring home and, and put into practice in your ministry to help you and to help your congregations? Or, or you know, for your, you guys see more congregations than I do, you know. Um, but what's your goals to bring home to your congregations? I want to take this back in my personal preaching. I'm going to look at some of the, the outlines that I've started <laughs> and haven't completed. We were talking, but I've got a book just full of ideas that I've started. I want to apply these principles to that and, and outline sermons around those things that I've started. Maybe go look at some of the sermons that I've done in the past and, and maybe revamp them to fit this. But I want to take this material and I want to work with people who will say, you know, I don't really want to be a preacher, but I'm willing to preach maybe once a year, twice a year, once a month, but I need some help. Now I've got some principles, an outline, some material to show them, here's how you put a lesson together, here's how you make it work, here's how to deliver it. That's awesome. That's great. I think that's a, I think that's a big thing that, I think there's a lot of people in the Lord's Church that do have an itch, that they do have something inside of them that, that they, they want to preach. They want to get up and do those things, but they don't know where to start. Or they feel like they can't do it. They feel like they're not smart enough. They feel like they don't have enough resources. But let me be the first to tell you there are more than enough resources by more than than you can imagine the number of, of good brothers over the years who have developed ways to put together sermons who have developed reusable illustrations that you can just you can use them for yourself I mean nobody's nobody's checking your homework to see if you copied off somebody else right and if somebody else has said something that has inspired you, that has blessed your life, which has happened to me a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of sermons on YouTube and things like that while I'm working and doing other things just to have some sound in the background. If something, if somebody says something that blesses my life, then of course I'm going to turn that around and put that into something to bless somebody else's life. And I think that's really the key thing that, that we're planning to take forward is the things that have blessed our lives here this week, we want to take those and just bless everybody else's lives with those too. Um, for me specifically, again, it goes back to mostly to this point, uh, the way I prepare sermons, uh, the way I structure sermons, making them more uh, engaging. Uh, instead of just talking at people or talking down to people, showing people, hey, you know, we are, I mean, we are humans too. We are people just like you are. Uh, we're just standing at the front of the room instead of sitting in a pew. Right. Um, but I think that's that's the biggest part for me um, is, is mostly the sermon prep, but of course, any way that we can help these churches grow at UConn, that's, that's 
our biggest passion between the two of us, our shared passion between me and Neil, is, is we want to help these churches grow. And that was one of our main goals coming in. And that's going to be one of the things that we're planning to bring home is everything that we've learned about church growth, uh, spiritual growth, whatever it may be, we're, we're going to bring those things forward uh, to the people that, that need it the most. I think that's awesome. You know, I came and it's kind of funny because I came for literally a day and a half. But, you know, I, I do feel, because me and Michael work together, you know, on the ministry staff. I'm using air quotes here <laughs> at Double Springs for two years, year uh, and a half, two years, year I don't half, know. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we're still we're still learning, Neil. I think we like him. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I feel like I miss out because I'm, you know, Michael works full time, too. But I work a lot. And I, I feel like I don't get to talk to everybody the way I want to, you know. And so that's why I'm here. I wanted to to come up here and spend time with these guys. And, and with all that being said, I mean, if you have any interest in, in UConn and PTP and the church and becoming a Christian in anything, sit down and talk to these guys. Sit down and talk to me. Because we're not, we're not on these platforms. We're not saying this because we're trying to talk down to you, as Michael said, or, or we're trying to, to push things on you that you don't need or whatever. We are, we're human beings. And... We have a draft for ministry, and we care. And, you know, guys, the gospel can change your life. You know, becoming a Christian um, is not just getting wet. If you think that's what it is, we need to have a conversation. I mean, guys, it's life-changing. It is a lifestyle. It is, it's your purpose. And so that's why we do, that's why UCOM is a thing, because, yes, we're, we're trying to help churches, you know, grow and, and help them, you know, do all these things, but we're glorifying God. We're not glorifying ourselves. We're glorifying God. And that's the goal. That's what your life purpose is. You are to glorify God in whatever you do. And so, guys, that's why we do. That's why Coffee and Christ is a thing. Because me and Jackson love to sit down. We're best friends. And we love coffee. And we love Christ. <laughs> there you go. You know, and that's why you comment the thing. Because we, we want to help. Because, guys, the message that we carry, it's not ours Okay, this message that we carry will change your life. We will not. We won't. The gospel will. And so and we carry that message and we want to share it with you. And so that's that's our purpose. That's why we do what we do. That's why we're ministers and that's why we're here. You know, we want to to be fed as ministers, but we also want to figure out ways what can we do to bring stuff home from here to help our congregations, to, to help our personal ministries, all these things. So that was a brief quick overview of ptp guys look into it it's really cool yeah so and anything else i missed guys um a lot of here. a lot of the ptp stuff i think eventually also gets posted online it does some, some, of the, some of the youtube videos and stuff like that will be up uh, after the conference is over um i believe you can also order at some point the thumb drives that they hand out on sunday mm-hmm. For a lot of the that have a lot of the pre conference stuff yeah. on it um, that me and Neil have been here for this past week. Um, but yeah, uh, I do want to just mention, you know, talking about ministers and preachers and, and just just so people don't think that we are are so proud of of being ministers or being preachers. Any Christian, any any Christian who truly desires to be a disciple of Christ and a child of God 
should be a minister. Mm -hmm. I agree. We all minister to one another. We all help each other grow. We help each other through our struggles. We're all there for each other. That's what a minister is. Um, It's not just for the people that are on the church's payroll. Ministry is not just, uh, you know, it's not just Richard's job. It's not just Dylan or Neil or, or Michael. It's it's everybody. Every Christian in the pew. Man, woman, doesn't matter. Child, teen, whoever you are. You are a minister. Being Part of being a Christian is being a minister to your brothers and sisters in Christ. Exactly right. So, guys, that was, we'll wrap that up there. But um, we'll end it the way we always do because God loves you and so do we. So, have a great week. And enjoy this special episode of Coffee and Christ X Yukon. Amen. <laughs> That's an inside joke. All right. See ya.